Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hard to believe that it was the middle of the NBA Finals last night when the Chicago Cubs came back from 6-1 down in the ninth inning to beat the St. Louis Cardinals by a score of 7-6. Wow! Welcome in to the Windy City Cubs podcast. Yeah, you didn't think that was going to happen. Neither did I. And sadly, none of it really matters as we are on Chris Bryant watch. Bryant pulled in the middle of the game last night. I'm getting texts from everyone. Did the Cubs trade Chris Bryant? And I've got to check and make sure, probably just like the rest of you. And no, they have not traded Chris Bryant. In fact, uh, he was just pulled because, you know, the old right hamstring tightness. But we all are on Bryant watch. And it's going to come down at any point, seemingly today, tomorrow, sometime before July the 30th. If you hang on to the back end of the podcast, I've got an interview I did with KB after they Beat the Dodgers in the NLCS 2016. Sliced and diced it up a little bit in our musical outro, if you will. And uh, yeah, that was a different time. And uh, the Cubs were in a much different, more exciting, fun place to be. I hope that KB goes somewhere that's good for him. I'll be rooting for him. I'm a KB fan for life. There is a narrative out there that Chris is... Apparently not as tough as the Cubs would like that in recent time periods he's missed games and then played in the All-Star game and perhaps he isn't quote-unquote built for this market, which seems utterly ridiculous to me, but that's how the Cubs are seeing it. And I think it kind of comes down to right now, do you trust Jed Hoyer? Do you believe in what the Cubs are doing? Incredible success, right? 2015, 2016, 2017, you go to the NLCS. 2019, 2020, you're back in the playoffs. Incredible run, 10 times the greatest run in the history of Cubs baseball. If you're going to look underneath it, though, and go the other way and try to be skeptical, how how has this regime been here this long and can't seem to develop one damn pitcher? That's confusing, right? I don't get it. I trust you, Jed Hoyer, but swings and misses left and right as far as developing 
impact players on the mound, starters and or relievers for that matter. Adbert Alzali is the best they've come up with, and that's not the goal, clearly. So at the end of the day, I still trust Jed. When you listen to him talk, how can you not, right? Smart guy, seems reasonable. Cubs have had success, even though there has been lots of misses. Jason Hayward, you're up there. Jake Arrieta, small miss. Jock Peterson, great deal. That's a win. Shouldn't be in the miss column, but the letting Kyle Schwarber go part of it, confusing, even though Schwarber got hurt. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting time frame here. And, hey, Wilson Contreras speaking out. You guys want to extend anybody on this team? How about an extension? How about a Wilson Contreras extension? How about a KB extension? It sounds like it's going to be Anthony Rizzo because, quote-unquote, he's the most popular. Eh. Love Riz, but that's not the most important guy to sign right now. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. So I am on pins and needles, actually, just waiting. I feel the anxiety. When's it going to happen? When they're going to be dealt? Is Bryant traded? It's going to feel terrible. Uh, I try to talk Jordan Birdfield off the ledge, and actually I feel like I'm speaking to myself. So the Windy City Podcast with Jordan this week. Brian's going to be back next week, the three of us. So looking forward to that. Um, but first, the Windy City Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. You love it, you know it. Manscaped.com. Talk about a world-class dismount into the post-quarantine world. This package, the perfect package for your package. That's right. Peak performance. In whatever sport you desire, the brand new Lawnmower 4.0 right here for you. Fourth generation trimmer. It's got the cutting edge ceramic blade. Ah, feels good when you get clean down low, ready to do your business in the public scene. The Lawnmower 4.0 has the 7,000 RPM motor. Yeah, it's amazing. And the LED spotlight. You can use it in the shower. Manscaped also giving you the two free gifts, the Manscaped boxers, which are oh so nice, and the Shed travel bag. Go to manscaped.com. You get 20% off, free shipping with the code FANSIDED20, F-A-N-S-I-D-E-D-20, at at manscaped.com. Com, our guys. All right. The Windy City Podcast with Jordan Burnfield. Trade deadline coming up starts right now. Showtime. Here is Wilson Contreras stepping in. Contreras drives one in the air down the line and left. A fair ball. And it's going to be a two-run home run right down the line and left. The Cubs have taken a 4-2 lead here in the ninth inning. Peralta at first, two down, Cubs lead 4-2. Check swing, did he go? Yes, he did. Ball game. Cubs win. I was so incredibly excited when Wilson Contreras went deep. Not that I was watching, by the way, Jordan Burnfield, because I had already given up at that point, but I was watching the score and down 2-1, and then all of a sudden it popped up. At guaranteed rate field, I was I was at the White Sox and the Astros to, to honor our, our friend Mike Jacobson, who had a tribute game on Saturday night. But there it was, Cubs four, Diamondbacks two, and then I find out that Contreras it's a two-run homer with two outs in the ninth, and he's all about trying to win as many games as possible. I'm thinking this, this is going to be the season to remember. Were you with me? So I was 
half watching at home. I was in the middle of feeding my daughter. And so like, I wasn't totally paying attention, but I don't know if this happened for everyone, but it sounds like it did based on reading social media. Did you, you probably didn't even know about this because you were at the White Sox game. The feed was cutting out as all of this is happening in the ninth inning. So in a season that is had admittedly very few moments of true joy, this would have been one of them, except the picture like went out and then the audio went out. And then I see Wilson Contreras like rounding the bases and pumping his chest. And I looked and obviously like my daughter has no idea what's going on. She is purely focused on the bottle, which is clearly the most important thing in this moment. And I was like, Matilda, I think that Wilson <laughs> Contreras just hit a home run, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and so, and then like the picture finally came back and the audio came back and it said four to two. So I, I don't want to crap on Marquis because I don't know how this happened or whose fault it is or whatever. And it might've been just like a feed thing from Arizona because Boog and, and Jim are not there and all this stuff. But it was weird because this big moment happens and because the picture and the audio are going all haywire, you're not completely sure that he just hit a game-winning home run, but he did. I saw the reports that it was a truck <laughs> issue yeah. and it wasn't really Marquis' fault. Go get him, Marquis. You're doing the best you can. But that does... I guess ring true for this season of Cub baseball. But <laughs> it, was, it was perfect. One of the few moments that we have left of positivity before pure death. Uh, yeah, the, the feed doesn't work. So uh, we just just for the record, recording earlier this week. It's uh, Monday, July the nineteenth. At this moment in time, the only trade that has happened uh, is Jock Peterson going to Atlanta, which uh, we. We did the open last week on that after we had recorded for Bryce Ball, single A first baseman, who, depending on what ranking you read, was anywhere from 10 to 15 in the Brave system. Great trade. Way to go, Jed. <laughs> well, see, this fits the narrative of fans who will go to MLB Pipeline and just look for the player when a trade happens and go, oh, he was number, I think, 12 on MLB Pipeline. Good trade. Knowing and having never heard of Bryce Ball a minute before making this Google search. So it at least appeases people for that. What I would say, having read a couple of articles now on Bryce Ball, it sounds like it's a reasonable guess because he has huge power and he probably was someone that might've been a little bit undervalued and he might not have the best contact skills, but could be a power guy. So worthwhile risk. To be honest, I'm a little surprised and actually pretty pleased that they could get someone as highly regarded as Bryce Ball for a one-year Jock Peterson, a half a season Jock Peterson as the Braves are getting. So yeah, I guess I'm fine with it. And to me, additionally, the other big news, which was that report that came out over the weekend, is the idea that the Cubs are going to re-sign or try to re-sign Baez and Rizzo and presumably still trade Chris Bryant based on the reports that are out there that there are multiple teams that are looking into him. So before I give you my take on this, 
Mark Harmon. I want to know what you think with regard to this idea that the Cubs, because Jed has said they're not going 2012, they're not blowing it up, no more, uh, you know, Donnie Murphys and Nate Shearholtz out there next year. So if they're not blowing it up and they want to re-sign Baez and Rizzo, what does that say to you? So let me just remind you, when they did blow it up the last time, they made 10 huge trades. They gave up 13 players, the likes of Ryan Dempster and Jeff Samarja. Ryan Dempster, up, which netted them Kyle Hendricks. Exactly, who started game seven of the 2016 World Series, which I'm pretty sure they won. Uh, they gave up so uh, 13 players. Uh, they, at the time, they were average age of 31 um, eight years of future control is what they had on those players. They got 17 prospects. The average age was 22 and a half. So I'll do the math for everybody here. That would be eight and a half years younger. Thank you very much. And 95 years of future control. So 95 minus eight, I believe is 87. So 87 more years of control. And this, you know, ended up setting up things like Jake Arrieta, and Pedro Strope and Kyle Hendricks and so many, you know, just wins that they had. Madison Russell at the time was a win. I mean, we didn't know it was going to turn the way it did. When they traded for him, people were thrilled at that. Right. right. And actually at that that particular one, I was like, uh, who's going to pitch? We're losing Samarja and Hamill, but they were right. Um, So then they got Hamill back. And they got Hamill back, and then they should have traded Russell, and they didn't. So in these things, it's it's an inexact science. But the point, my point in bringing it up is like, look, you need to be pretty aggressive, at least in my mind, when you're trying to do these things. You're and and the concept, I guess, that they're going to not sign Chris Bryant because I keep on hearing this, Jordan, that the Cubs are not interested in Bryant. They don't think that he is built for Chicago. That perhaps he's not popular in the Cubs clubhouse, that he is not the toughest player that Wilson Contreras, when he was calling out his teammates was talking about Chris. I've, 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 I've heard this and I don't know if it's true or if it isn't true. Actions are going to speak louder than words, but it sure seems like Bryant is out the door. And your original question is, what do I think about all this? You know, Anthony Rizzo supposedly is coming back to the Cubs and is trying to make a deal work because I don't know, his back's falling apart and he likes being here and he, you know, doesn't, he, he wants to do, um, I guess, right by himself and, and his family. He wants to stay here. Okay. Uh, I'm not paying up for Anthony Rizzo. I'll tell you that much. No, uh, at this point, I think, and we talked about the thank you contract. I think it's by the day I'm paying him less. Yeah. You want to give him a thank you contract? Fine. But I'm giving you what is fair, he going to be in two years with yeah, that back problem? I'm giving you a fair deal. I'm more than happy to pay him going right for a really good third base, first baseman for three years. I'd go three years, 45. Sure. I'd even go three years, 60. No problem. I would do that. Okay. Fine. But but I don't want to go five and a hundred. No. You know, so, um, and then with Baez, uh, I, I I don't think I'd give Baez market value, whatever that would be. I don't. Here's the thing. You don't want to give Javi Baez market value because he probably doesn't deserve it. And this is not me saying I don't like Javi Baez. I don't want people angrily tweeting at me. I love Javi Baez. But I think you have to be objective about what Javi Baez is, right? 
Javi Baez, when he's going well, is one of the most exciting players, if not the most exciting player in baseball, right? The intangibles, the incredible defense, the seemingly clutch hit at the perfect time, the fire and passion that he plays with, the base running, the tags, the goofy plays that somehow he always ends up on the right side of. He does all of those things. When he's bad, he is like the worst player in the league too, right? He seems unfocused. His defense is terrible. His offense is, I mean, it's like he's swinging a boat oar up there and can't get a hit. So am I paying top dollar for a guy that over the next five to seven years relies on his athleticism, which will eventually decline for a guy that is not someone that I can bank on really doing anything, right? I mean, sometimes he's great. Sometimes he's not. Like Chris Bryant, it's interesting what you say about this personality stuff because my interactions with him, I think your interactions with him have been the same, that he seems like the nicest dude. There's like nothing, literally nothing you could complain about. I don't know what he's like in the clubhouse on a day-to-day basis or anything like that because we're not there. But Right, he seems pretty accountable. He plays through injury from what we know. He, when healthy, is one of the best players in the sport. And so to me, when I look at this, Mark, if, if we're being honest about what this is, okay, the idea that you would choose to invest in Baez and Rizzo and not Bryant means you don't want to spend the money to be good. Well, well let, me, let me flip it back the other way because let's just go back to Jed specifically. Do you trust Jed Hoyer? Probably. Right. The reason I say probably is because I think he's a really smart guy. You and I have both interacted with him. I've had many, you know, on-field conversations and on-air conversations with him. I think he's a really impressive guy, and he worked under Theo for many years. And when he was in San Diego, they were successful. He also gets his tennis racket strung at the same place that I do, which is your advantage, not a sponsor (laughs) of this thing, but he goes to your advantage on Ashland. I think that's a huge uh, feather in his cap. He knows Bob Maruka is the best racket stringer in Chicago. Used to string for Connors back in the day, strings for Northwestern. He's doing a great job making that choice. And yes, every time he talks, I think that, oh, Jed Hoyer is smarter than me. I'm glad that he's in charge of the baseball team because he seems like he really knows what he's doing. So do you just sit back and no matter what they do, okay, I trust you, bud. You're the man in charge. You know what you're doing. Winning is hard. You guys won a World Series at some point. Can I make point. one caveat, though? Yeah, sure. Do you, I think I would trust Jed more if I knew that Tom if Ricketts Tom and family was going to open the pocketbook to let him do what he wants and needs to do. Uh, that's a great Which point. I don't believe is true, right? I think that he did that for Theo. I think that the Ricketts family did that for Theo. They said, Theo, you're Theo. You walk on water. It was on the Sun-Times. You've brought us success. Whatever you need to do by way of investment, trade, whatever, do what you have to do. I don't know that Jed has that same freedom, and the reason I think that is because of the Darvish trade. Because there was no there was no baseball reason to make that trade. There were 68 million reasons to make that trade. Right, and it's a, it's a fair point. Hey, uh, he might have at least a, a little bit one hand tied behind his back, but I, I, honestly, I doubt it. They have three players under contract for next year, forty million. I mean, they have ample dough to spend to even come close to having a representative major league uh, baseball payroll. So, 
he could, I think he's got a lot of freedom to do what he wants to do here. I mean, if he really wanted to sign Chris, that would impact him at, you know, on the back end of what he could fill out the roster. But if he just wanted to sign him, I think he, they got the dough to do it. I, I don't, I would highly doubt that, that Tom Ricketts would say, we won't pay any one player that amount of money. I think he would look at the totality of what they're spending versus one guy. I don't think he would operate like that. I agree with that. But if, but objectively let's, let's take the fan part out of it, right? I know we're both Cubs fans, but let's take the fan part out of it. If I give you three players, I'm a white Sox guy. If I give you Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Javier Baez, you can invest in one. Who are you investing in? I'm investing in Bryant. I, we've, End we've, of story. End of yeah, story. Right. So to me, if, if the idea is they want to sign Baez and Rizzo, I read between the lines and say they're trying to appease the fan base. I don't because, think it is. I, I, I well, honestly, but Here's I, the thing. If you're not going to sign Bryant, right? Okay. You don't want to bottom out. You don't want to suck. Okay. That's what they so say. If you don't want to suck, how are you replacing Chris Bryant? You can't because of the versatility, the offense, the elite play on all on both sides no, of the ball. You can't. So you, you know you what I'll say easily, back. Wait, hold on. You could replace Anthony Rizzo, no offense, with plenty of guys, and you can't replace the intangibles of Javi Baez, but you could replace the production of Javi uh, Baez. Not uh, so uh, not so difficult. Let, let me channel channel my inner Jed Hoyer. How much do you think Chris Bryant is going to get in the open market? What's it going to cost to pay him? Depends on how many years, but I would guess he could probably get, I mean, he's 30, right? So do you give him, so he's going to be 30 saying next year when he, when he signs, you think he could get six for 30 a year. So we're talking, you know, 180 million. Uh, Right. Right. Or is he getting six for, 200 million at the most. Right. Right. Is he getting I don't think 30, he's, he's not getting Lindor money. Why not? He, uh, he might, he, he might. I mean, we're talking third, first, left. But Lindor center, got right? that money because he got 10 years, right? For 12 years. Yeah. I don't think that Bryant's getting 10 years from any. So he might even get more. He might, he might get, he could get, could he get five for 200? I don't know. My point is that this, Jed Hoyer is sitting there looking at it like whatever the dollar figure is that Bryant's going to get on the open market. And I think he probably thinks it's going to be a lot. He thinks that he can allocate that money better than just paying Chris. That's how that's, I think that's clearly how, if they don't sign him, which I don't expect them to, I think that's how he looks at it. And he's going to look at it like, plus we get this X return of players coming in. So I think it's right, a like, let's form. play that out though. Okay. Let's play that out. And I hear what you're saying. So let's say they don't re-sign Bryant because they want to save that money for somebody else. You re-sign Javi Baez for let's guess five years, 125 million, right? 25 and, a year for, for Javi. Okay. Yeah. I Which I wouldn't want to pay him, but I think he might I'd pay. Be I'd give that. him that. I'd give him five and one twenty-five. I don't think I would, but let's say that they would. Okay, then let's say you're signing Anthony Rizzo for three years, sixty million, as you said. Yeah. Okay. So now you've added, uh, one hundred and eighty-five million. Well, yeah, but with you've with added twenty-five and twenty. So you've added forty-five million to A next year. year's payroll. Right. Per right. year. Okay, for the next three to five years. So who are you now signing with the money that you're not paying Chris Bryant that's going to make you competitive? And how 
much better are you well, having aging Anthony Rizzo and unvaccinated Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez, who I love, but is only going to decline for the next three years. So like, what, where does that put you? So the, let me just be clear. The Burnfield plan and then is that you would let both Baez and Rizzo go and sign Bryant. I think that if I'm, well, I don't know that that's necessarily it. It's, it's not either or for me. I'm just saying from a philosophical standpoint, if there's three people and I have to invest in one, the idea that they're going to invest in Baez and Rizzo or the two, if I only get one, I don't want them. I want Bryant because I can't replace Bryant from a versatility, elite offense, intangibles standpoint. And I think that you'd agree with me that if we project over the next five years, who's going to be the guy that you could count on the most? The answer is Chris Bryant, right? I, yeah, we, yes, we've been on, we are in agreement. It just doesn't seem like the Cubs agree with us. And I'm going to have to take them at the professional level that they know what the hell they're doing. Right. So then again, so then if it comes down to what we were just talking about, right? So if it comes down to 45 million next year for Baez and Rizzo or 30 million next year for Chris Bryant, I'd rather spend 30 million on Chris Bryant. I, I, a hundred percent. I agree. And that's not what's going to happen. I, 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 he's, he, he is, I think it just seems to me like he's as good as gone. I'll be, I'll be stunned if it goes the other way, but let me throw another one out, out at you. Because uh, Patrick Mooney, again, with a great piece in The Athletic, basically calling Kyle Hendricks an untouchable, and which makes sense. You, somebody's got to pitch. He's got a reasonable deal. He wants to be here. He's as solid as they come. He's as clutch as they come. I'd have no problem if they traded Kyle Hendricks, by the way, if you, if you got enormous value. But it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. And Wilson Contreras, under contract through 2022, that's one more year, okay? Both those guys seem like they're not going anywhere. Uh, are you paying them? Are you, are you, gonna, are you extending Wilson? I mean, I, I, Hendricks is way down the line. But Contreras is coming. And Contreras is becoming a very potent vocal force in that clubhouse. Uh, and, and I love it, actually. Uh, you know, I, like, I do like the way that he plays. He is... Here, here's my thing with it's Wilson just, Contreras. Uh, I, he, he is he is a good player. I don't think that he's become the offensive player that we hoped that he would be objectively. I mean, I think that he is for a catcher. What I've always said about Wilson Contreras is positionally, he is really valuable offensively because most off, most catchers stink offensively, right? I mean, you're looking at a very small group of catchers that actually can hit in Major League Baseball and the ones that can are generally Hall of Famers, right? So there's not a lot of catchers that are good offensively. So positionally, Wilson Contreras has been a guy that at times has been elite from an offensive standpoint. He has a great arm. He's become a much better pitch framer than he was maybe three years ago. But am I giving him a big contract? No, I'm not. Uh, And I like Wilson Contreras, but are are you giving him a big contract? I probably am. I probably you am. are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. I listen to me. He's like the Cubs, Yadi Molina. Uh, but he's not Yadi Molina. That's the thing. Yadi Molina is going to the Hall of Fame. Willis Contreras is a good player. They're right. Two different things. I. I. It's. It's an. It's an upper level 
uh, it's a step up to get to Yachty, but Wilson's on his way, man. Uh, you know, he, he just can't hit 230. by the way, as we're recording today, and I'm just noticing this, uh, Zach Levine, Bulls guard. What's up Cubs fans. You know, Zach Levine, he was put into the health and safety protocol and he didn't travel with the team on his flight to Tokyo. Another idiot. Love you, Zach. But another guy who clearly did not get vaccinated, the Bradley Beal. What do you cap? You're just like reading Twitter mid podcast and well, I was with the, something that has nothing to do with anything. Well, well, I was, I yes, I just channeled my inner cap. But but honestly, the reason why I went to uh, the the web while you were talking because I was just double checking that nothing had happened with the Cubs that I hadn't missed anything in the last ten minutes right. and and and. And here, here's the thing. Wilson yeah, Contreras yeah. is two-time All-Star, okay? I think from an offensive standpoint, you know, has posted pretty good war numbers. And in 2017, he was a 3-9 war, pretty good. In 2018, he was a 3-1 war, was an All-Star. 2019 was a 3-2 war, All-Star, pretty good, right? But we're not talking about great. So if you're paying him on a pretty good contract and not a great contract in terms of money – then I don't have any problem bringing it back because I like him. And I think the fiery plays with is good. I think he makes a lot of dumb base running decisions. I think sometimes he is over aggressive when it comes to throwing behind runners, trying to show off how, you know, he can throw the ball hundred miles an hour and puts the Cubs into positions that he doesn't need to. I wish he would just scale back some of the, the, the that's too much about him. Right. But overall, I have overall felt that, that Wilson Contreras is a guy that contributes positively to the team. And this year has a two, six war middle of the way through the year. He's having a pretty good season, but again, you know, I can't look at his batting average this year, especially because nobody has a high batting average. I just think that we have to throw out the batting averages. There's only a few guys in baseball that have a traditionally good batting average, but OPS of 778 is like, it's fine. But I mean, I'm, I'm just saying like, if you get a good value for him because somebody wants the total package of Wilson Contreras, I'm listening. And with regard to Kyle Hendricks, I read Patrick Mooney's piece as well. I get where they're coming from in terms of who better than Kyle Hendricks to kind of help some of these young guys along. I feel like this kid, Jordan Wicks, they just drafted from Kansas State, could stand to benefit from learning from Kyle Hendricks because he's a fastball changeup pitcher. And I'm sure that Kyle Hendricks could impart some knowledge on him. And I get that whole sort of thing. I'm just saying that if I were offered a primo package for Kyle Hendricks, it's hard not to entertain that possibility you're, as you're, much as I love Kyle Hendricks. You're officially, you're no longer Jordan Burnfield. Your name is Trader Jordan. <laughs> you, you are deadline I don't want to blow everything up, so to that, speak. I'm just saying I that think you they do. don't have, well, but here's the thing. It's okay. I, Don't I am, I'm willing to be Trader Jordan in this scenario, okay? you When you don't have the elite system, then you have to either have it or you're in the middle, right? Like, what wins in baseball these days? You have to have the currency to get the players that you want or you have to have the money to spend on aging free agents. And the Cubs seem unwilling to throw $200 million at the problem. And they seem unwilling to bottom out. And so my fear is they're going to be something in the middle. And if you, the worst thing that can happen at the end of this run is for them to not maximize the value 
on these assets that continue to depreciate. And that is my biggest fear as a fan. So if it means <laughs> that I'm Trader Jordan, then yes, I'm Trader Jordan. Because at no. least if they launch all these guys, but they end up with eight prospects that you could win with, I'm not saying that they all come up and they help your major league team, but at least it then gives you the currency to go get somebody you want. First you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the girl. Scarface, thank you very much. <laughs> That's what the Cubs need. Yeah. First you get the money, then you get the power, and then you get the girl. Um, look, Jordan, what I'd like to do for our Windy City Cubs podcast listeners who – you're sort of in this boat, but since I just called you Trader Jordan, you're not as in this boat. But let, what I'd like to do is set up a support call slash meeting system. I think we should all set a place that we're going to go to. And I think I did this last week, but we didn't really hammer it down. We should have a place where we're going to go when Bryant gets traded. Uh, anybody else doesn't matter. But when Bryant gets traded, I think we should all meet – at the Lumelnati's in the Gold Coast. So are we going stress eating or are we going bar? Because I feel like when Bryant gets traded, I'm going to need to loosen up. This is going to be a sad night. Okay. Well, me as the- me, Can I say this, though? If they trade Bryant, like I was saying this they're, last week. They're week, trading Bryant. When they trade like, Bryant. This is like when the they soul. Trade. This is one of the souls of the, of the golden era of the Cubs. Right? Yes. Like- Chris Bryant was the elite prospect that they drafted in 2013 when everyone thought they were drafting Mark Appel or Jonathan Gray. They went Chris Bryant, 31 homers at San Diego State, light tower power. This guy is going to come save our everything. Was incredible. Rookie of the year, MVP, World Series, game five, home run, sends us on to game six, was incredible. I mean, has been great for a six-year period and it's going to absolutely just suck so bad when so, they trade him. So feel free to tweet at Jordan Burfield or at the Is Carmen. this like a support group? Like, hi, yes. my name is Jordan, and I'm sorry that Chris Bryant got traded? Yes. I mean, we can ratchet up Michael Cerami. We can find Cap. He won't care, actually. Cap's not invited. We, we need to find the true Beto, of course, will be there. We got to get Commerce Zaman. We miss you this week, Beto. He's living his best life on yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, guy, that guy's dead to me until he returns. And I, <laughs> um, we love you, Beto. I know you don't listen to the podcast either, so you won't hear this. But, um, you know, we're, I think we need to channel, channel all our, the great Cub fans in Chicago. Ken Tarnoff, Tarney, you don't listen to this podcast either, but I'm thinking of you. And you, by the way, to Windy City Cubs listener. Just feel free. Let's let's get together on Twitter and let's 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 have a plan because when things go sour in life, as we all know, we need support. And this is not the most important thing, but this is baseball gone terrible with the greatest era in Cubs history about to officially really, 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 really come to an end. So I I'm going to need a hug and I know Jordan will, too. And it's not just, and I, you know, honestly, I don't think we need alcohol. I don't think we need uh, Jack Daniels slash uh, Maker's Mark slash vodka sodas. I think we should all feel our feelings and be sober and just be in it together and sit in a circle and 
get Phil Jackson with some incense and and I'll say so are we gonna stress eat? That's what that was your plan, right? Because we if we're going we, to Malnati's, we're stress eating. Yes, we absolutely get stress eat. We can each get we can all we can get a huge multiple pizzas coming to the table and we'll get I think we gotta go like wings, yeah, just go Oh, completely to hell. Wings. We get and five cookie Sundays. All of yes, it. the bruschetta. Like every, just bring it all down. Right. Let's go, <laughs> and we can just tell stories about the 2016 Cubs and the and and the first time and when Chris Bryant hit a home run in Game Five against the Cleveland Indians when ever, when all was lost and they were going to lose the series four games to one. But all of a sudden, Cubs uh, personnel thinks that he's soft and and can't and doesn't fit in this market and they're not going to pay him so can i just say that sounds like a big heaping pile of crap as a means to say well that's why we couldn't pay him doesn't it i don't i don't does that not sound like some kind of contrived reason that they can say well we would have paid him but you know he's kind of soft and he's kind of that's come on wouldn't I'm, we have heard this six years ago if that was the case? I, He's been I'm, here a long time. I'm honestly not sure that it's a money thing. I I I think the clubs the Cubs clubhouse is messed up, and I think Bryant is well. Okay, so let's let's play that out. If the Cubs clubhouse is messed up, then who gets blamed first? Bryant. You think it's Bryant? Do you think yes. Bryant's one of the leaders of the team? I think Bryant's. Because I think if the Cubs clubhouse is messed up, you're looking at the quote leaders of the team. Anthony Rizzo is allegedly this captain figure of the team. That, that's, if that's not the case, then maybe Anthony Rizzo is not the one that you want being the player that you invest in for the long term. That would be that would be my take. But they're they're not they're not going about it that way. I do, it does not seem, and we don't know. We do not know, and we're talking. Right. In I'm not in there every day, and I don't want to but, say something but, that's not a turn. I'm but, just saying that if we're going to say now, if the rumor that there that's being floated out there is that in some way, shape, or form, Chris Bryant is not positively contributing to the clubhouse atmosphere, which neither of us can confirm, but if that's the rumor that you said is out there, I had not heard that until now, then that seems like something that was put into the atmosphere as an as a way to grease the skids to get him out of town which would be unfortunate so let's wrap up on this by the way i was uh, on my way to work today thinking about you jordan and thanks for having me chelsea and poppy over for dinner on friday night it was lovely to be at the burnfield's first class operation nice. over there and so i'm walking down chicago avenue i'm by uh, la salle chicago and la salle you can all enjoy this one and i'm having my coffee and i look to my left and at the bus stop there is a advertisement and it says taking the hill. And there's a picture of John Lester with a scowl. There's you Darvish ready to fire a four seamer. There's Kyle Hendricks staring in excited to give you the sweet change up. And there's Jose Quintana going to just dominate you from the left side. And it says opens March 30th at Wrigley field Cubs where stories play and i would just like to make a request throw out that ad and come and and give me a picture of patrick wisdom alongside zach davies zach davies and eric sogard and robinson by the way he's back you were right yeah and robinson chirinos 
<laughs> Bobby Chirinos. Your your 2021 Chicago Cubs. Where's Matt Duffy? <laughs> or, or we could get a picture of Bryant with his suitcase uh, and Peterson out the door. And then we get a picture of Craig Kimbrell with his stats waving goodbye. And then we can throw in and we can put Darvish on there in a Chapin. Padres uniform. <laughs> Yeah, Chapin's going to be gone for sure. He's going to buy a beater in whatever city they trade him to. It's just, you know, we were talking about this a few weeks ago on the pod, and I had this thought over the weekend because Arizona's obviously terrible and rebuilding and everything. I, you know what we have not experienced in a long time is meaningless Cubs baseball, and I don't want to go back, and we're, all, we're about there. Oh, and that really, really sucks. It's gonna be a because goat. like so many of our friends and and you know colleagues and fans, you know, on the other side of town are so jacked up about what's been such a fun White Sox season. They're playing great and all this stuff, and I'm happy for them. And it just stinks for us because like we had it so good for the last seven years, and I don't want to go back to the Cubs playing meaningless baseball. I really you, don't. So you, if, you just took, you just took me to a point. Go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say like, whatever happens this deadline, if it's really the case that next year they believe they can compete, then I can, I can saddle through this three months of crappery to hope that in 22 they're better, but it feels a lot more like we're settling in until my daughter is like seven for them to be decent again. You took me on a journey to end of the season, Carmen still vending in his life, the off season, no real plan, just complete days of cloud. And I'm showing up in September to 18,000 people Ozzy Timmons is leading off. And, and I'm going to make $78, but I have nothing better to do with my life. So I'm here and, and that era of Cubs baseball. So thank you for reminding me that I'm no longer doing that. Fingers crossed. Uh, all right. Andy Maldonado's in left field. Yeah, he was so good. I loved, I loved Cal Daniels and his bad knees. Go Cubs, go. I'm just saying, I don't. it's not that I want to trade everybody because – as a fan of this era and this roster, it's going to be really a rude awakening when they launch guys off this team. But I just don't want it to get to the point. It's going to be a hard sell for this team and this market with this ownership that has spent all this money to say, we're doing this again. We're blowing it up. Donnie Murphy Nate Shearholtz, Paul Mahalam, come on down 2.0. It's it. They're not like, I don't want that. I I do. I actually, if it's the the best thing for the franchise, then they should do it. But going back to having to like watch Myrtle beach Pelicans games to find out who's going to be here in three years is just not what I'm in for. I don't want that. They're they're, they're not going to do it. You don't have to worry about it. That's not happening. There'll be a, you would love it though. Of of the three of us. Beto loves a good Myrtle Beach Pelicans game. Yeah. And, and nothing against them. I'm sure it's a lot of fun to go to game. I'm just saying that in 2012, 2013, 2014, I could tell you every single guy they drafted. I could tell you every single guy and how they were doing in the minor league system. I don't want to have to follow every game for Brennan Davis. When he gets here, great. If 
but I don't want to have to go back to that. Well, we had it so good. You're you're in a different place now. You're an, you're an older guy, and and what you can, will do, Jordan, is just forget about them for a couple of years and then come back. You, you, Probably you yes. You, you 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 won't do that again. So it, it'll be okay. But uh, you're you're part of the problem, and actually, you're the reason. You that philosophy is why they didn't win for 108 years because you're gonna dream for something miraculously to turn around, and we're gonna enjoy or for five minutes each year the 77 and 85 Cubs when they're three games away from first place in June. And you'll be like trying to figure out that a, a pathway for victory. Cause that just feels like where they're headed right now, which is just gross. And by the way, they'll be charging you premium prices for that 77 and 85 miracle, 85 and 77 yeah, products. Your, your ticket is $145. Your beer is 12 bucks. 15. Your, your cheeseburger is uh that if you want the fries, that's an extra seven. Right, right. Welcome to Wrigley Field. Chris Bryant. How does it feel, Chris Bryant? (laughs) I don't know. I can't really put this in the words yet, but thank you. This is uh, the best feeling, you know, I've ever had in my baseball career. You know, there's only one that can top it, and hopefully you can do that. Second year, that's it, and, and you're already here. That's unbelievable. I know. I, I'm so spoiled. I mean, you know, to win 200 games over the past two years and play in the playoffs two years in a row, uh, <laughs> I'm so spoiled. This is unbelievable, and I'm certainly not taking for anything for granted. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. What's your favorite part about being a part of the group? <laughs> Just coming to the field every day. I mean, it's, it's so much fun. These guys have so much fun. There's different personalities, one one through 25, and um, you know, certainly not a not a dull moment here. You guys would never let on, but down two games to one, was there really just no shake of the team that you guys felt? Hey, we're okay. Yeah, I mean we <laughs> we we believe. I mean, it, you know, being down two to one, you know, some guys weren't hitting, and guys stepped up the rest of the way, and. You know, that's just, that's the, that's what this team's been doing, and, um, you know, hopefully we can continue that. Two more, your favorite thing about playing for Joe Madden? <laughs> you never know what to expect. I mean, he changes up a lot. A lot of fun themed trips, animals on the field. You never know, a pitcher playing uh, left field. <laughs> you never know what to expect. And lastly, the Cleveland Indians. That's up next. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, two franchises who really deserve it, and it should. It, they're a great team. We've been watching them throughout the playoffs. They got some uh, unbelievable players, so it should be. A, it should be a fun World Series. KB, congrats. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 